Welcome to the Annie Tay Podcast. This is Season 6, Episode 11, and we're going to talk about the new anime of summer 2021. My name is Rekaze, uh, filling in for Proton Storm, who's usually the host, but uh, is uh, traveling. And then we have our good old friend, Gugzy. Yo. The other editor of the podcast, Pisa. Whoa. And, of course, Requiem, because it wouldn't be an Annie Tay Podcast without him. First basket sucks. <laughs> okay, so I want to start this off like always by going over housekeeping. Reminder that this podcast is the podcast for the Anite blog on Medium. So we have other articles and feel free to check them out if you're interested. Uh, some of the articles we have this time we had the uh, because it's the beginning of the new season, we had the uh, sequel guide uh, or as Ark put it, the summer 2021 Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid Guide, featuring some other sequels. There really aren't a lot of sequels this time. There's like five or six, so we figured we'd make it a joke that that it's the Kobayashi's sequel guide because really that's probably the only one most people care about. Um, there's other shows like Villainous and uh, we're getting B stars, but but there's really not that many sequels. Feel free to check it out. Are we really going to get V-Stars? I'm pretty sure it's going to be in Netflix jail for like a couple yeah, months. Yeah, it's going to be in Netflix jail, but it's technically supposed to be the sequel of the season. So There's slime as well. Uh, there is slime as well. Good old slime. Good old slime. My, that time I got reincarnated as a war criminal. Mm. Yep. Yep. Uh, utilizing a weapon to eliminate your enemies does not make you a war criminal, sir. Yeah, but killing... Everyone who died was an enemy combatant. (laughs) Semantics. That that argument has been made before for more evil things. Well, (laughs) just leave it there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Requiem, if you want to talk about Proton's article. Yeah, our uh, fearless leader and uh, general Eminem lookalike Proton... Uh, before he went on his sojourn across uh, Japan and abandoned us to, fo- to do the podcast without him, he managed to upload an article to the website. You know, a rare event indeed, where he discusses Barakamon, which is a fantastic show. So I'm glad I got another article on, on the site. Uh, you know, he, he discusses the show itself, the nature of the slice of life genre, and then its own connection to his choice back in college to abandon engineering for Japanese. It's pretty good. Like I make fun oh. of Proton, I make fun of Proton all the time. It's a pretty good article. Yeah, I always love these kind of articles that like like are about how a show or something influenced you personally, and it's really powerful to read about the um, how Barakamon has had an impact on him like that. Yeah, it was a good little personal kind of mixing. Um, yeah, his his personal stuff with the with the show, so uh, it was very interesting. Uh, and so we did have more articles, of course. Doc Kev, unfortunately, he's not here, but he did his 
spring 2021 postmodems like he usually does. Uh, Gugsy, if you want to fill us in. Yeah, he uh, basically talked about all the shows that he had finished, uh, or at least, or yeah, he had finished watching in the spring. And there were so many that he had to actually split it up into two parts. Um, so there's a part one and a part two where he, he goes over a bunch of the shows um, that he enjoyed um, in the spring season. Some, some uh, highlights he wanted, he, he uh, did not like the ending of Fige Hero. He, quote, uh, he, he survived Fruits Basket, and yeah. he also really did not like the ending of, of Wonder Egg, which is not very surprising, considering the, what, the reaction from pretty much everyone on that one is. Did anybody like the ending to Wonder Egg? I don't th- I, there's different version, val- uh, levels of how much people disliked it, but I never heard anybody <laughs> go, oh man, that was great. Yeah, I, I don't think I've heard a single person do that. So yeah. And they had to wait for it too. Like you had to wait like months to for that disappointing ass ending. <laughs> I didn't it's watch it, but uh, go ahead. Oh, I just like I haven't watched it either, and I, at this rate, I am probably never going to watch it. Yeah, I was just like fascinated by like the complete meltdown everyone had over it. <laughs> yeah, I heard like pretty much people enjoyed like the first half, and then like in the second half of the original series, it just kind of fell apart, and then the the final episode is kind of like the shit cherry on top. Yeah. Essentially. And okay. To wrap up our little housekeeping, Aether wrote an article about Kimono Jihen Pisa, if you want to fill us in. Oh, yeah. So Aether wrote a pretty interesting article about Kimono Jihen, which is one of the... Uh, one of the shows that pro- you probably overlooked in the season it was airing in, because it was airing with a bunch of heavy, heavy hitters that season. But uh, essentially, this show was like... The way Aether explained it was, it was a very good... Ep- it showed the kind of the evolution of Shonen series as time has been progressing. And he broke it down, like the general like mechanics of the show, while also explaining the themes and how the show explores those themes in interesting ways and it was overall a very interesting read and i would i definitely need to go back and read more of his stuff because he has a ton of links in it in that article yeah kimono jihen is kind of the show i completely forgot about in the spring because i remember i watched it and i was like oh this is pretty interesting and then I completely forgot about it until like the end of the season yeah, and people well, were talking about it again and i was like oh wait yeah that thing yeah, I yeah, honestly wouldn't blame you because there was a ton of heavy hitters that season. Like, Vi- there's Vivi, and then what else? Yeah, was spring that? was a pretty was a packed season. Yeah. Yeah, there's like Jihen was great though, guys. I mean, come yeah. on. Was it? I, honestly, it was. I got a Funimation account to watch Komodo Jihen because it seems so. Oh great. wow! Okay. And it was. It was fucking great. And I'm glad Aether wrote it because Aether's kind of like the the Shonen Whisperer on the site. Like, it's if you need a long term breakdown of a Shonen show, it's going to be either Luigi or Aether. So. It's pretty like I'm. I'm glad it got the spotlight because I really it did get kind of overlooked. I felt like, you know, packed in with all those other shows. But Kimono GN is one of the better, you know, shonen style shows of yeah. the last year or so. It's fucking good. It's really good. Yeah, it, it just fell through like my personal cracks. Yeah. 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 It definitely sounds like something more people need to watch. I it flew over my radar too. So. Just, just that's just how it is now with all the amount of shows we're getting per season. You can't watch everything. Yeah, well, I think also what Pete said is that yeah, it's 
it was a deep season. So there are a lot of things to, that everyone was trying to, to keep up with. So it was uh, hard to... Well, there's, it's a good thing we to... have a busted isekai season now, so you have time to go back and do stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, overall, no. I would say this season is kind of, well, it pales in comparison, comparison to last season, so. We'll get to it. I have some extra, I'm glad I have some extra time to do other stuff and catch up with old shows. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll be getting to it now, because uh, we just finished up all the housekeeping. So let's start talking about this new season. Woo. All right. Uh, the first show we have up is Bokutachi no Remake. Uh, so this show is kind of, if you've watched uh, actually a fair amount of shows recently, there was uh, Tokyo Revengers, there was, uh, what was the other one? Uh, I mean, Erased, Erased. Is, Erased is the same Erased, thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Relife. Yeah, Relife. Uh, Relife is, didn't is, actually have time travel, though. No, it didn't. Yeah, yeah, it didn't. Uh, but, but it's it, like a old, like a adult going back and redoing his high school and learning yeah, life lessons. Yeah. So so basically, um, this show is about Hashiba Kyoya, uh, who's a twenty eight year old game dev who uh, lost his job and goes back home uh, and like regrets his life decision and then makes a decision that he might regret in the future. Uh, he decides to go to art school. What? Well, I mean, that's well, that's a little the, oversimplification. Like he, he goes back in time, and then yeah, he goes back in school. time and goes to art school. Yeah, because yeah, because his big decision making thing is that <clears throat> back when he was like thinking about you know, college stuff, he decided not to go to art school, and so that's like in in his adult life, he like regrets it and thinks like, oh, what would have happened if I had gone to art school and gotten kind of a yeah. professional degree? Yeah, he, yeah, like and he then, actually, well, actually, he technically got a professional degree. He just went to like a general college for business. Ah, okay. So yeah, so then he's like, he's regretting that he didn't go to art school, and then he wakes up, and it's ten years in the in the past, and now he he he's decided to actually go to this art school, and that's how it starts. Yep. So, I mean, double length premiere, by the way. The yeah, yeah. That's, the other thing was that it was a double length. A bunch premiere. of those this season. Yeah, oh my god! Surprising amount. That's, I, and I don't, just... I don't think it needed the double length. Agree. Like, I think the overall direction of the first episode was very well. It could have let a, cut a lot of the chafe in it because sometimes some of the premiere sorry, a lot of just the dragged. Yeah, well, you mean the chaff. Yeah, the chaff. Whatever. <laughs> chafe. But I feel ball. like the show could have cut like a good chunk of like the scenes in it to to fit like a 25 25 minute regular I mean I don't know I don't know about that just could have just been the first half you just make it two episodes yeah you know what you know what it felt like to me it felt like the that the producers and directors knew that they had enough material for it to be like a 30 minute episode instead of like instead of a double length but since you can't really do 30 minute episodes in this TV format you have you have to either go 20 minute or go go the full forty minutes. So instead of cutting, it felt like they added on like an extra ten minutes of stuff to yeah. the to the the episode. Yeah, like what really <clears throat> really annoyed me about the first episode is essentially it had two fa- it had a false start where the main character pretty much gets fired from one job. He goes back home, thinks about regret, like think of, thinks about like going back, making his well changing his past decision to go to art school. Then he disregards it, gets another job. 
uh, works under the red-haired girl for a bit. That project, it's canceled, and he goes all the way back to that part where he's regretting his decision, and it's like, could I like that started? Part. I liked I, it, too. I really like that part. Down, I liked it because so. it was less than you – you expected him to travel back in time as soon as he got back home and was laying in bed. Instead, mm-hmm. of it faked you out and had him go through – you know, the whole thing again, you know, to really punch him in the gut because it looked like he had gotten like a once in a million shot and then it failed anyway. Yeah. I, and I, I think, I think we should pro- we should preface this by saying like, even as we're criticizing it now, I'm pretty sure all four of us enjoyed the, that premiere. Oh, we're just, we're, nip- we're nip- I nip- love the show. Yeah. I, I, think I, I thought that <clears throat> it's the best show of the season so far. Eh, I thought it was okay. Like it didn't really. Oh, like oh. I thought it was it was serviceable. Like it got its main plot points down, it laid its foundation, but really didn't wow me. Well, like, yeah, like but... the thing is, it kind of felt like a standard premiere. Like there's nothing that really grabbed me. Yeah, but you don't need a brilliant, amazing premiere for a show to be good. Yeah, and that's what I'm gonna get to. In that, I'm probably not gonna continue watching this until oh. Oh, I hear more about it. Like, I want to know if my time will be used it's well. Good. Because... It's good. Did you watch the, the next episode? No, I haven't. I didn't have the time. Like, this this kind of what's annoying me about this season so far is there's, like, three or four shows with double-length premieres. And uh, of the two, two, uh, I feel like all three of them didn't need to have double-length premieres. This show didn't need a double-length premiere, but but when I was watching it, I didn't even notice it was a double-length premiere. Like, oh, I, oh, I did. So I, did. <laughs> I did. I got to about halfway, and I was like, "Wait a minute, are they going? He's going, like he's going like into the school." I'm like, "Wait a minute!" I paused it. I looked at the time counter. I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, it's only like twenty minutes. Yeah, and I, was, I, was I like, definitely like looked at it. Was like, and, I kept waiting like, for the ED to start. This is this has been going on for a long time. This, this feels like a lot. And then I was like, oh, we're already at 30 minutes. Yeah, wow. I was, like at the 19 minute mark, I was like, God dang it, go back in time already. I, I know it's going to happen. Please just start your premise already. Yeah, I think I'm with I'm with pizza. I, I think they could have they could have gone to the past quicker. I have to disagree, though. I thought that the time they really spent it really well developing the main character and having his regrets and like life decisions and. I felt like they really built up his character, even in just one episode. Um, like, even if like if they cut the first, I mean, if they cut the first episode before he jumped back in time, I think we probably would be talking about, yeah, why'd they cut the episode before he got back in time? Yeah, it allowed for that narrative yeah. choice. Well, I don't. I, don't, think I thought the it was first great. episode needed to be like cut entirely. I think it needed to be shortened. Yeah, I, 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 I don't. I just. I, I thought that it did such a good job with developing its characters, making all the characters likable. I, I like all of the characters. I don't, I, and I think that's pretty amazing um, that they've shown enough t- for me to like them. And and with the latest episode, I've just really grown to like the characters even more. Um, and the main characters, like the Wemmas, uh, I, I honestly kind of relate to them a lot just because like I'm starting my new uh, my career and I'm having a horrible time with it. So it's like, it, it, it's the regrets and feelings. It's just so, I, I, I'm thematically, relatable. yeah, they're relatable. Yeah, mm-hmm. see, and that's what's interesting is that it's relatable to you and it's relatable to me, but in completely different ways. Because like you're just starting out, you know, trying to get your career going until that, you know, angst 
is relatable to you, but being old and wanting to go back in time is very relatable to me, a guy who's about to turn 40. Like, there's nobody my age who hasn't had that dream of, like, what if I could be 19 again and I could redo this shit? Yeah. Like, what, if I, what if I didn't go work for the TSA for two years, for yeah. instance? Everybody, like, it's, that's your constant existential crisis when you get to middle age. So these kind of shows always do hit kind of hard for me, just like Revengers, even though the, even though the main character is, like, 10 years younger than me. And Re- Revengers is, is it's, it's basically, it's the same sort of thing, but a completely different genre. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The thing is, like the same con- it's like the same conceit, but it, the shows couldn't be more different. Right. Yeah. 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 Do you got which one do you guys prefer, Revengers? Well, oh, I prefer yeah. Revengers, but I mean, we're also like one episode or two episodes in to this yeah. one. And Revengers That's is right. on episode like sixteen yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, and... not, it's not fair to remake because yeah, and, and Revengers is, is a completely different kind of genre. So and yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's a thriller, so it's hard to not like be excited for it every single week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas remake is a little more slice of lifey kind of thing, mm-hmm. so it's different. Yeah, like it's more coming of age. Yeah, I don't think it's going to deal with the other, like the the side effects of time travel the way Revengers does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I want like that's my what I'm trying to communicate is that I think this show it has a fine premiere. It's just I need to know more about where it's going to go before I, I mean, actually commit give everything time. three episodes, right? And then if you don't like it, then you can drop it. I don't know. I might just wait until the third episode drops and then read spoilers about it or just a synopsis of what happens. I really like the second episode, um, but I don't know. Uh, well, the, I mean, I, I haven't read the source material, but my guess would be that the show's gonna, he's gonna learn about art and hook up with the redhead chick. So, I mean, sometimes it's more about the journey. I, I really hope, like, I, I really like uh, Shinoaki. Shino Aki, um, yeah, I was about to say. She's too adorable. <laughs> she's amazing. Yeah. And it really annoyed me how long it took him to figure out that's who it was, though. He should have been he should have realized yeah. that way earlier in the show. Yeah. Uh, I really didn't like her introduction and then her just high ass voice. It was, was a, kind of it was an me. anime ass Come on, introduction. Pizza. <sighs> Come on, uh, pizza. Koga Aoi, uh Paimon in Jap- for Genshin Impact, uh Kaguya. I really like her as a voice actor, but but mm-hmm. obviously when she gets very high pitched, it can be very annoying. Yeah. Also, yeah, I just I kind of feel like that super high pitched anime voice just really is really grating and just kind of takes me out, like takes me out of the experience. Like, whenever she was like speaking, it's like, oh yeah, this is an anime. It's and, definitely anime. Yeah. yeah definitely. <laughs> and yeah, it's just I felt it hard to get immersed into the show because. It, her voice, I know, can technically be in real life. It's just kind of, it was just kind of, it broke the illusion for me. Pizza with the hot takes right now. Wow, scorching. Yeah, I was ex. Yeah, I got burnt in the <laughs> oven today. <laughs> I, 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 I liked her. I liked her. I liked the show, and I know I, it, I do agree with you on some of. The, the things that you pointed out, but I think overall, it, I still, I still, uh, I'm looking forward to it. <clears throat> yeah, I feel a bit hurt. It seems like you're a bit harsh on it. Um, I enjoyed <laughs> it thoroughly. Well, just because I didn't enjoy it doesn't mean I absolutely hated it. Like, unlike another show we're going to no, talk no. about later. This, this is this is the internet, and you can you can either hate it or love it, and that's and those are the only two options. <laughs> Everything's a one or a ten. Yes, I'd probably say I'd, it's maybe a six for me now. <laughs> Oh, it's a one. Six out of ten? That means you love it. Get, get the pitchforks. 
All right, let's move on. Yeah, so Rec, if you if you want to do Peach Boy. Sure. Uh, Peach Boy Riverside, which is a very weird name for a show. Uh, I was thrown off by the name. Like, like when I started watching fucking, it, it was like... It's a weird fucking name. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't even have anything to do with rivers, so I don't know where the name goes. But uh, yeah, it's heavily referencing the legend, the legend, it's, of the myth. Yeah, it's Momotaro, yeah. which is pretty fucking weird anyway as a story if you've ever actually read it. But now it's Momotaro, but even weirder. Um, it's a fantasy story. Uh, we start uh, in median res a little bit because I understand that the first episode is actually slightly out of chronological order. They kind of yeah. decided to start a little bit further in, so you don't know exactly why the main character who unfortunately is drawn like an etchy character with giant tits and the camera keeps focusing on her thigh gap, but whatever. You get, oh, you live that's, with it. That's honestly not too surprising given that the series was originally created by the guy who made it, Made Dragon. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of, a lot of boobs, a lot of unnecessarily tight pants, that kind of stuff. Yeah. She meets a, the, the most adorable rabbit girl character I've ever seen. Frau the rabbit girl is the MVP of Peach Absolutely. Girl. Absolutely. It goes yeah. on a journey through a fascinating <laughs> fantasy setting uh, involving anything with a horn is an ogre, apparently, and is a, a, a badass. Sally is, herself is apparently a badass, though she's not aware of it. And she's following a guy who's also got Peach Momotaro-related powers, but is a fucking sociopath. So it's really cool. Yeah, I, I, really, I really wanted to, to, to uh, hear you guys talk about the show because I specifically, like, I made the conscious choice that, like, I was, I'm not going to watch this this show until people get through kind of the out of order stuff and see mm-hmm. what their opinion of it was yeah. so i guess how how are you guys feeling about you know we only, only see seen... two episodes yeah but so does, far like, i have to write a early impressions it, article on it at some point <laughs> yeah. does it make sense is it confusing or is it no no i'm following you just fine like there's nothing like earth shatter it's not serial experiments lane you know it's a it's a straight fairly straightforward fantasy tale it's, you know with momotaro <laughs> influences it's just it's just really colorful and odd, and I loved it, at least yeah. the first two episodes. Frau is the fucking best. Yeah, I only saw the first episode, and... Why are I you following have... me? Carrot debt. It's <laughs> so adorable. I don't know. Uh, just the first episode, it kind of it left me cold, but then again, I was kind of at the point where I was rushing to get through a lot of these shows. So, yeah, it just kind of left me like, oh, this is pretty cool, and then... I was pretty annoyed by the fact that pretty much every single time, like Sally, like got into a ba- like a battle situation, she'd like, uh, like get the, like she'd start like getting urges to like go crazy and beat the stuff up, and I'm just like, come on, do that already. And I had to wait till the end of the first episode to actually get a glimpse of it. And I was like, finally. But that's just kind of me being impatient with all these shows because I know. Yeah, pizza, you're d- you're down on the season so far. Yeah. Episode eleven, pizza hates anime. Honestly, I just felt uh, I just kind of felt like the first episode was pretty simplistic, and it, like I said, didn't really wow me or anything. So it's more. Now the second episode really made everything a lot more interesting. Yeah, yeah. With, with the introduction uh, of, of crazy peach peach eyes, that yeah. guy is fascinating. I thought it was a. a Female character at first too. I was stunned when they said it was a guy. Yeah, got a talking dog. Talking dog. It makes everything better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, oh, yeah, I'm kind of regretting not watching the second episode. But I ended. Up, I had other shows I wanted to get to, like before the podcast, and I only had so much time to get to it. But I, it, the first episode left me on a good place to actually go into. 
episode two, and I kind of regret just not doing jumping into it. I only watched the first episode, but but I really enjoyed Frau, and uh, I thought the soundtrack was surprisingly good. Um, like there were just like moments during the fight scenes where I was just like genuinely impressed about the atmosphere and tension that the show built. Um, but but other than that, like other than the characters being likable, uh, like I, I I can vibe with the like yeah it doesn't really do much special because I don't think it does, but mm-hmm. it's still enjoyable. Um, I. If if the second better is be- if the second episode is better, then that's a good sign. Yeah, I, I just kind of like throughout the entire episode, I knew uh, Sally was gonna go like completely crazy, and I'm like, yeah, I bet Kingsy would like her a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's some strong Yandera energy coming from Sally. Yeah, yeah, when she gets pink eye. I was gonna say I'm I'm interested in the show, but now I don't know about the timing. <laughs> I'd say just. I give, think it's just Taterade here. Yeah, I just <laughs> I'd say just wait for a couple more weeks to see how everybody else is feeling, and then jump in if you think it sounds. Yeah, good. given that it's like out of order, that might be the the better move overall. Right. So far, it's, it's just wait for for Requiem's uh, early impressions article. Absolutely, yeah. which will yeah. come out some sometime in late 2022. It'll come out two weeks <laughs> after it was supposed to. Halfway <laughs> <laughs> through the season. <laughs> Well, it's, it's, we've been eight episodes in. Time for the early impressions article. Yeah, no, seriously, lot- I recommend it though, especially if, if you like fantasy stuff. Fantasy stuff, no isekai. That nobody has been isekai here. Regular old fantasy. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God. Because there's way too many isekai shows. <laughs> yeah, I mean, somebody might show up and be isekai. I don't know, but so far, no isekai. Mm-hmm. And Frau. Like you could just watch it for Frau. I guess. Like just make an, a, a spinoff show about Frau eating carrots. Protect that smile with the carrot that is so <laughs> good. Dead. Fucking carrot. So good. Well, technically, you can't even see her mouth because it's covered in a scarf or something. My favorite, like one of my favorite lines in the whole show, is like ten seconds in, where she's like, "Why are you wearing that outfit?" And she goes, "Style." That's it. <laughs> is she? Is she? Is she the bunny girl? Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. She's great. She is the best. All right, what are we going on now? Yeah, Aquatope. so next we have Aquatope. Gugsy, if you want to do the honors. Yeah, so um, this show is kind of, it's very um, sea-oriented. I don't know if they actually specified where exactly this, um, this was, oh, yeah, town Okinawa. is. Is it Okinawa? I wasn't yeah. sure. I, it's Okinawa? Okay, so yeah, so it's Okinawa. You know it's going to be like summery ocean thing. Basically, um, we have one high schooler who um, is really obsessed with the ocean. She works in an aquarium. And we have another ice schooler who uh, used to be an idol back in Tokyo. But then um, she decided that or at the beginning of the show, she was kind of quitting her, her life as an idol and coming back home. Um, and she kind of is going through the, the emotions of giving up this dream that she had for, you know, working, working her butt off to be this idol and, like kind of giving it up. She's kind of in this melancholic days um, wandering around Okinawa until she ends up um, in this aquarium meeting the other, um, the other high schooler. Um, and it's, I guess it's going to be kind of getting her out of her uh, personal doldrums of just how her life is kind of going. Yeah. And um, the, I think the, the main thing that um, 
I think no one can disagree on here is that this is this is PA Works and it is PA Works is it's beautiful. Yeah, this yeah. show is so gorgeous, and I just love the general uh, just feel of Okinawa. Like all the different like backgrounds used in in the show are fantastic. They look gorgeous and super varied. And oh my god, and like, detail too. Yeah, the detail the too. Detail. And I also love just the general dialogue of the show as well. Like it's not it's not too wordy, but it gives you enough an idea to give you an idea of how each character is feeling and then it just has some good snappy jokes like i love how the idol girl when she was like in an Okinawa looking for guidance she goes to a fortune teller and she pays the fortune teller to like give her a little guidance and then the fortune teller just ends up talking about her like life and how her husband was cheating on her or something is just a very good gag yeah that one was that one was good yeah it 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 some sometimes anime they they beat you over the head, uh, like telling you things like oh like oh I am depressed because well, I'm not an idol anymore. And this show is is not it's it's showing not telling, and yeah. a lot of a lot of anime struggle with that. Definitely, and I just like the overall ambient feel of the show as well because it, it has yeah. a little a little myth like a mystical feel to it. Like you know that like small gremlin guy who was like walking around and didn't actually talk to any characters. Like apparently that was like some kind of sea sprite based off one of the reviews on a uh, on the anime news network, and I'm very interesting interested to see how that plays out. Yeah, and it's it's also airing kind of like the per it's it's the perfect it's summer, and we're getting and since it's again it's also if it's Okinawa and you definitely get that that like like lazy summer vibes where it's just really hot and there's not much to do and the day goes the day is long and Kind of just, just vibing out in the in the in the the summer sun is kind of what is the, is the the general feel for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I I honestly uh, like so I would kind of got my expectations probably a bit too high because like Nagi no Asakara is also PA works like also waterish show i absolutely love how pa works does like any kind of backgrounds that's basically their strength in animation and and like when they do these like small sea town cities and towns it always just looks amazing yeah but but i do really feel like the first episode was incredibly swell like 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 a lot of this stuff there was interesting moment to moment but it's just like nothing happened yeah that's the other problem like get the problem PA work struggles with is their shows are, are always, always beautiful. You know that, but sometimes the, the writing is either hit or miss. Yeah. And yeah. we don't know enough. There's not enough yet that we know whether it's going to be a hit or a miss. There's, oh, there's the joke that it's like PA works. Every other show is, is amazing or horrible. Yeah. Um, and, and like, it's like from this first episode, like I can't really tell. No, no. I kind of feel like for better or worse, there's there's some truth to that. To whether it's PA works either great or bad, there's a little bit of truth there. Uh, Honestly, I I felt this (laughs) the very first episode was actually very good. Like it presented gave us a good idea of like what the like who each character was, and it it felt too much time trying to build like ambiance and like atmosphere because like. The show does such a good job about showing like that mm-hmm. that you basically get the gist in about like five minutes, like right? So yeah. so the the idol girl 
Like you could basically tell once the previous idol girl ran up to her, like the whole situation, right? Yeah. But then it, there was like another five to ten minutes of like showing her just like wandering around this list, which which I get, like atmospherically and like like mood wise, that makes a lot of sense. But it's just like they didn't get nope. to like they didn't set up the premise until the end of the show, like well, after the see- credits. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, we didn't really get any like. We we got solely ambiance and no like actual uh, like hard plot until the very 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 end. So it's hard to know what like where we're gonna go from here. I suppose I felt the show was pretty clear, well pretty direct in that the show is gonna focus on like the ennui of the idol girl. Yeah, because but- she's like very much at the focus of very much the focus of the first episode, and I just kind of feel like this was a much better episode at uh, compared to like the very first episode of remake my life especially if you cut like treat the first half of remake as its own first episode because i i i think it's subjective i enjoyed i enjoyed Mm -hmm. um remake a lot more just because like we got a plot we got a story it was more like and i felt like it was hitting its themes a little better and the characters were like more there because we only really know two characters right that the two characters they've shown um the the high school girl and the idol girl, and um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm hopeful. I'm, I'm hopeful. Yeah. But uh, and I I thought it was like I thought it was like remarkably boring. But but I thought it was still like good. So mm-hmm. so it's like I'm not super down on it. I'm just yeah. like kind of yeah. wait and see. Yeah, I kind of feel like we pretty much trade positions on uh, <laughs> Aquatope uh, compared to remake because I was kind of feeling a little. If you, I was feeling okay about it, remake, and now you're feeling okay about Aquatope. But I will say this: Aquatope has anime penguins, so it's mm, better. Mm. <laughs> it's hard to argue with anime penguins. Is it more toward a place further than universe or penguin drum? A uh, uh, place further than universe. Penguin drum is way out there. Good <laughs> drum. I, I I've seen penguin drum twice. I still don't really understand what happened. <laughs> Just watch Sarah's anime. You'll get the si- a better idea of what it's about. I, no, thank you. No, I, I don't need it. Wet anus, the anime. <laughs> Good God. Okay. I don't know what's so, up with that guy. And finally, that guy also, makes the actually... weirdest shit. <clears throat> Lesbian bears was that guy too? The Les Berenstein bears? Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's just weird. Did you say the Berenstein Bears? <laughs> no, the yeah, Les, Les, Bear, Les, Berenstein Les Berenstein Bears. Bears. Yeah, that has to be the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> the Berenstein Bears. <laughs> I just like I, I respect. He's just he's just like uh, what's his name? Who made Devilman Crybaby? I I, I respect his yeah. unique and individual vision, but I don't like the shows myself. I, Are you I talking about watch. the director or of? <laughs> yeah, Crybaby? the director. Yeah. Okay. Because if you're referring to like the creator of Devilman, then that would be no, Golden no, 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 not go that guy. Like yeah. that guy's cool. Okay. I mean, okay. the director y- Ma- Yasai. The hell is that guy's name? I can't remember now. Yuasa. Hey. Yuasa. There, there we there go. It is. Okay. Thank okay. you. I was, I was also blanking on it. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I really love Yuasa stuff. Uh, so, but I totally get it. Mm-hmm. I, I can't watch any of the like Penguin Drum guy stuff though. Like. Gahara, yeah. I tried Sarah's on mine. I think I dropped after like three episodes. Yeah. Much. Do you think you could watch uh, Revolutionary Girl Utena though? Um, because I think what are the that... I I did get through the the bear one. 
Um, and I think like, but Sarah's on my was just too crazy for me. I think Penguin Drum is like the least crazy and like yeah. the most kind of, it's the Penguin most approachable Drum. of all of these shows. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's my, it was, it's my personal favorite of his, but we're, we're going way off topic from that. Yeah. Topic. Onto the next show, please. Yeah. So Pisa, if you want to tell us about Detective. Okay. So oh, I'm going to, I'm sure Pizza will be super positive. Yeah. So bring up the regular, the actual summary. Do you want me to actually seriously summarize, like talk about this or? Yeah. Good luck summarizing I... that fucking show. Yeah. So essentially, uh, I'll just be brief about it. So essentially this, what, this wet noodle, uh, he, this wet up. noodle. He's, he's three <laughs> words in and he already shit on a show. <laughs> yeah. So this wet noodle, uh, gets picked up by this manic, um, manic pixie dream girl who is apparently a detective, and uh, they solve cases, and I use solve uh, and cases in air quotes. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Um, can, I get, can we get a little more? Yeah. Right. So, essentially, I don't remember the main character's name, but essentially he has, he's, like, cursed with really bad luck, so he gets, like, involved with random-ass <laughs> crimes whenever, wherever he's going. So just one day, he gets picked up by these men in suits, and he's, like, forced to carry a suitcase on an airplane. And then while mm. he's on the, this airplane, he meets uh, this white-haired detective girl who uh, um, essentially uh, stops, a hijack- stops a hijacking, and then he, he and she team up to become uh, the anime... Uh, you're you're, um, you're underselling that a little bit. Um, a little. All yeah. the hijacking. Um, she apparently <laughs> knew everything beforehand, and like pre-scripted oh, everything. She, yeah. she was aware. She pre-planned the thing. She gave him the briefcase, and yeah. it was a hijacking by a guy with a t- tentacle ear. Like I think you're under, you're missing a, a lot tentacle of cheek. Hey, you oh guys wanted God. me to give a su- a summary of what was going on. You didn't want me to go into the details. <laughs> and they and then they broasted a, uh, like a drug ring at his school. No, they didn't. That wasn't mascot. really a drug ring. Yeah, I don't know, something like that. It's yeah. great. I don't know. The show is everyone. Terrible. Everybody is aggressively shitting on this series, and Proton aggressively shit on the light novels beforehand. But I fucking liked it. Yeah. I, I, well, I well I would ahead, say please. this is pretty much white like anime um anime slash light novel white bread in that it's pretty much junk food. There's no substance to it. And it's just awful. Like, I feel like it was written by a fucking robot or something who just had anime fucking tropes put into it and then just shout out this piece of crap. Wow. I really hated this show. It was, for one, it was a double length and it wasted so much of my time. It was a double length and there was a queer one in two episodes. They really could have just split it. And yeah, this, really, this been... one didn't extend the story into like a forty-minute thing. It's put two stories together. Honestly, huh. this fucking these two freaking well, this one episode wasted so much goddamn time because <laughs> see, the detective girl is already dead at the end of this episode. So why did we need to see their relate like their meeting and stuff? Because all of it was so shallow, and it wouldn't have made much of a difference if they started on like episode two. Is it one of those where the, the detective girl's like, oh, I knew everything from the beginning? Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. See, I, I really don't like that, that genre of like, like mystery stuff or where 
so they're like, oh, I, I, I knew everything from the beginning. Let me tell you. Let yeah. me tell you at the end. So that well, all it's kind of like before- that, except she doesn't come off as being that smart. It just comes yeah. off where, like, it's kind of she, was, she was playing with, you know, a, a stacked deck, essentially. And it, it doesn't take it that seriously. Although, of course, she does, you know, and this is not a spoiler because the name of the fucking show is The Detective is Already Dead. She's dead by the end of the first episode. So, yes. so how does how does that work? Are we talking zombies? What's going? No, what is- literally. Oh, it's worse. It's so much worse than that. Uh, <laughs> he gets approached by another uh, female character who uh, seems a lot like her because she's got her heart. Wait, what? And by her heart, I mean her literal heart. What? Yes. Is this in episode two? Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this so it's kind of like I'm, that movie where the guy got the serial killer's like uh you know organ transplant and turned into a serial killer, but like in a positive way. I'm I'm sorry to say, Rec, this but this sounds. I'm on an island. I'm on an island with this one. Yeah, I know. It's, it sounds really, really stupid and not in like the fun way that girlfriend girlfriend is. Yeah, I. It doesn't have that aho girl energy that. Uh, you know, to me, it's just it's this. This is the kind of story, and I've talked about this before on the podcast. One of the things I love about anime, and the reason I'm still watching it 25 years in, is that there are some stories that can only be told this way. Only anime tells this kind of story. You don't, yeah. you don't have to like it, especially if you're a jaded anime fan who's been watching anime a long time. You're going to look at it and go, I know how what's going to happen. I know what's, you know, I can see all the pieces I'm done. But to me, it's just, it's so fucking stupid. And everything in it is so, like, you like... It starts off, you're like, okay, detective, they're on a plane, I solve a hijacking. And then he grows a fucking scorpion tentacle thing out of his ear. You know what I'm talking about? Like, that kind of shit. I just, I, I liked it. But I understand, because it's incredibly tropey. Does it, was it written by an algorithm? Possibly. If, if you told me they programmed an AI to write this, I would not doubt it. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be like, oh my god, that's impossible. And yeah, I still <laughs> liked it. I understand that I'm probably going to end up on an island on this one. It's going to be in the collab, and I'm just going to have one vote, and it's going to be me, and then I'm going to get shit on. But <laughs> I guarantee worry, you that somebody listening to this, somebody listening to this will be like me and, and enjoy this show. Okay. As long as that one show in the collab that you're going to argue for this season is not an isekai for once, I'll, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be okay with it. Well, we're not talking <laughs> about it, but there's is Tsukumichi. I, I like oh, no. I like that a lot. <laughs> But yeah, this is me and Luge on on Detective is Dead Island. Yeah, but if I actually I, uh... had to like describe this a little bit more, I'd say this is like kind of on par with the shitty ECK like novels. Oh god! Like, like the dialogue seems so confident that it's smart, but it's really not. It's really just kind of describing the characters, well, how characters are feeling and explaining how acting. It's basically all show no tell. I'll tell I... no show, and then it just is. It's full of dumb tropes. Like literally halfway through the second the second case they're working on, they run into like this. They're in a festival and they just run into like a costume changing room for no reason. And then the girl, then the guy like imagines the girl in like a fancy servicey outfit. And then when they actually get into the booth, the girl says, "I bet you were imagining me in a fan servicey outfit." It's like, oh my god, this is so <laughs> stupid. I. I didn't hate it as much as Pisa did. I didn't like it as much as Rec did. Um, I, I didn't finish the first episode because uh, it was double length and I was trying to get it through before this, the podcast started. 
but I I did like like the the chemistry and relationship between the main character and the the detective. But my problem was the pacing. It was just so bizarre. Um, the, I, I I felt like like there was a million things happening a second, and you couldn't really keep track of it because yeah. of just the like the way they talk about things is just like. If you blink, really make... you'll miss every you'll miss something, and it just doesn't connect cohesively. Mm-hmm. So I found myself like pausing and going back often, and it just wasn't very fun of a uh, of experience. You know the best part about all of this, though, that you know that pizza shitting about this so hard, but he's gonna continue watching it anyways because there's two characters in Hollow Live that are gonna make an appearance. Only. Episode three. Then I'm done with this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hanging on for the for the for the VTubers. Damn it! Yeah, the VTubers are already dead. <laughs> well, yeah, this show is absolute shit. <laughs> yeah, but it has uh, Fubuki, so it's immediately better than a vast majority of shows. <laughs> I hate. It's- I hate it because you're right. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about this show, this show is going to be this is going to be the Jaron of this season, where like I'm over here having a good time, and everybody else looks at me like I'm insane. <laughs> All right, where are we going? Okay, we have uh, one last show for this episode, and it's Vanitas. Uh, so, the actual best show of the season. A lot of people are liking this a lot. Um, can I? Can I'm? I'm gonna. I'm gonna have my. Oh no! No, so introduce it. Sorry. <clears throat> no, no. Go ahead and say what you're gonna say. I've, I'm. Just, I, I'm gonna. This is. This is my pizza hot take of the of the episode so far. Is I. I didn't really get into this show. I didn't. Either. I, I, um. Mm-hmm. I okay, think I was so, probably in the wrong mind for it. But go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Um. So it's set in like 19th century Paris. And we we follow uh, a vampire named Noe who is looking for the Book of Vanitas, which is like there are two kinds of vampires: one like the red vampires and the blue vampires. And and all the red vampires hate the blue vampires, but the the guy who has this book that Noe finds is uh, Vanitas, and he's like a vampire doctor who's like trying to cure the vampire race or whatever. So it's just like this like kind of buddy copy style show where they like kind of bounce off of each other and mm-hmm. i have actually no idea where it's gonna go but um it it's what it is i guess yeah yeah oh. there's the red vampires and the blue vampires and the red oh. vampires accuse the blue ones of rigging the election and oh. from what i gathered from the first episode there's only one blue vampire and he was just like ostracized because he was different and then he pretty much yeah, but didn't he turn others song. into blue vampires or whatever that wasn't how the myth super close. Yeah. yeah, I think that it deliberately obs- obs- deliberately d- yeah ob- obfuscates that fact. So that's kind of a mystery underlying the show. But I thought it- the world building of the show was just really interesting. In that, pretty much like there's like vampires intermingling with uh, humans, and then the, the vampires they do drink blood, but for the most part, they don't drink blood. And, like, they're not physically compelled to do it. It's mostly just when they're, they're cursed, they're cursed, they're pretty much instinctually driven to, um, 
like drink blood, like essentially the curse just gives them rabies or something. Yeah, the curse makes them like weirdo black vampires who like lose control or whatever. And apparently it's because of a corrupted true name or whatever in the book of Anitas can like manipulate that to be whatever it wants to be or something like that. So, yeah, I, yeah, I just much. I had a, I had a hard time just kind of getting into it, and and also I just I was really I really struggled with like trying to like like paying attention to the show. It just didn't it didn't grab me, and I kind of I just I wasn't in the right mood for it. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, is correct me if I'm wrong. I, if I, I'm, I'm is, was the show trying to put like like um, that the either the red or the blue vampires there's like a good and evil side or. I mean, that's how it came off initially when they told the fable. But then it was like the book of Anitas doesn't actually seem to be about killing red vampires so much as curing them of this curse. So it's probably going to be. I don't know about that. It it, it kind of seemed like they were being super vague about it, but it seems like it could do a lot more than just cure them. Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is, it's going to be a lot more complicated than just this is a book for killing them. Episode episode two of Anitas directly say it's that the book can lay curses on vampires, but it can also cure them. So it's more, the the book itself isn't evil, it's the wielder who uses it. It's a tool. Is really good or evil. Yeah, Vanitas doesn't kill people, vampires kill people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll have to try it again. It depends if you're into the aesthetic or not, Gugs. Maybe 19th century alternate history Paris doesn't work for you. Oh my god. That, that, that could be so part good. of it, I don't know. Am I the only one who got like like an like a BL ultimate kind of vibe from it? Yeah, you're not definitely wrong. a bush, a bushojo or bishonin. It's bishonin. It's bishonin. Ba- yeah, uh, feel to it. Yeah. To be fair, it was also ma- the um, original series was also made by the person who made Pandora Hearts, and that there you go. Very, yeah, a very perfect sense. It's that vibe totally killed it for me, at least for the first episode. It was like, I couldn't get over the fact that how, like, Vanitas and Noe are basically just, like, ship material. Like, <laughs> they like... do. Now, now that I know that, that makes perfect sense. This looks <laughs> like it could, like, he just decided to do Pandora Hearts again, but shift some of the elements. Uh, Fair enough. Um, and the thing that threw me off absolutely the most was that Yuki Kajura did the soundtrack, so it was, like, surprisingly Amazing. Oh, it was a damn good soundtrack. It was a damn oh, yeah, good yeah. soundtrack. Like the fight scenes were incredibly epic. I'm like, oh yeah. In, in this show, it, yeah. I was so confused. Way better than I expected. I'm at, I'll, I will admit that. I went in knowing only what we covered in the season preview, and I was like, all right, whatever, vampires, you know, sp- steampunk, whatever. And it turned out pretty good. The values yeah. were so high. Yeah. Like, the anime itself was just really good, and it has really interesting, it does a really interesting, like, animated, like, it does a lot of interesting stuff with its visuals. Like, the whole scene where the one vampire goes berserk, it, like, everything, like, shifts red, or was it black? But it was, it was really black. interesting. And then, like, when uh, Vanitas, like, shows up and kind of, bre- like, breaks the tension of the scene, it goes, like, goes back to normal, just showing, ha- showing Vanitas' powers, and then, powers and prowess. And, uh, just, the dialogue was also really good. Like, it was very fun. It had had a lot of comedy to it, but it could also get really serious. And I just love the interplay between the two main leads. And it's just, it. I felt like the show connected with me the most because I, I don't understand a... how every single show we've basically flip flopped opinions. <laughs> <laughs> That's how this really goes. Well, um, di- different strokes for different folks. Like I, 
like we're pre I'm pretty sure we're both in like di completely different like directions of our lives. So we pretty much have different like likes and dislikes. Though so we both like VTubers. I'm going to out you, Rack. <laughs> I mean, Ray. What? I'm outing Ray right here. He likes VTubers. Oh no, I like VTubers. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't like VTubers. I barely oh. understand what they are. Yeah, I meant Ray, not Rack. <laughs> It's not really something that I mean. I retweet so much. It's it. I'm not you ashamed, be ashamed of, of yourself. I'm not ashamed of it. Neither you told your parents. <laughs> Mom, Dad, you have to. You have to understand that I'm a VTuber stand. Forgive me, Father, for I have simped. <laughs> that's the episode of the. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> Lesbian bears and VTuber simps. <laughs> and other anime topics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, okay. but... Any other shows that Pizza doesn't like? Um, That was uh, all we had for today. We gotta leave some for the other guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we need to leave some red meat for the other guys to tear open. Plus, there's been so much news this, like, between the last <laughs> oh, last man. podcast and this podcast, there's been so much happening. And it's bananas. And I think we need to start it off with yeah, yeah, yeah. anime tube. <laughs> <laughs> so so anime tube is this like Kickstarter that like appeared out of nowhere that promised to like to be have free anime and like license everything in existence. Including Evangelion and other like Netflix jail shows. So, um, and then after that announcement, like a barrage of like people in the industry were like mocking it and calling it a scam. There's this, which like, it is. Let's be clear. It it's it's a scam. It is a total yeah. scam. Like they, uh -huh. they so so one of the like famous like um what was it like 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 web comic like Meriwether or whatever yeah, uh, did like a comic of it and then got so much hate <laughs> because like it's legitimately a scam so yeah. much of a so to the point that Kickstarter took it down and they deleted their Twitter <laughs> yeah yeah I'm sure that's all good signs all yeah. great signs um yeah so, but on, so the luckily, on the case of Meriwether <laughs> I think she didn't even really know what the scam was pretty much just apologized for the comic as well because yeah. it was paid for but but that was that was a fun a fun few days on any twitter i i can't decide whether uh it, it it'll it's it'll be funnier for me if the if the the morons that donated to this if they lost their money forever or if they actually get it back I think I they're think getting it back, back because yeah. the because you know kickstarter kinda, they don't give I the money until I kind of don't want them to. I think I kind of want that you you des you deserve getting lied to. Yeah, like if you if you so so the kind of people who would like um, put money to this scam is basically people who are so angry at Funimation and Crunchyroll that they literally throw money at anything, which is hilarious because it, all their arguments feel like they're trying to find excuses to pirate everything, but. Mm -hmm. Like, but, like we're so mad at Funimation and Crunchyroll. We're gonna throw our money over here. Then High Dive's in the corner, going, "Hey, 
<laughs> so yeah. we exist too. <laughs> yeah. But do Hulu they? has live sports <laughs> and yeah. anime. And lots of anime. Yeah, and even YouTube YouTube. has anime on it for free as well. Like yeah, a lot of Gundam on YouTube. Yeah. So if they really don't want to watch it, like pay for Funimation or Crunchyroll stuff, they can always just watch the free animes that are on YouTube or elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, so... I thought they were advertising all this, these show licenses that they didn't have. And then the people with the licenses were coming out like, uh, no. <laughs> they were like trying to make an argument that like the way that people talk about licensing isn't the way that it works. You can just sub-license everything and get every show possible. Like, no. 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 no, no, that's no. not how it works at all. <laughs> that's not how this works. <laughs> so God. it was so bizarre and it was like... Honestly, I'm kind of with Gugsy. Like, I honestly would have want them to get their money scammed, but but unfortunately, that's not how it's gonna work. Hot take. Speaking of scams, let's go to the next one. Let's go to the next one. (laughs) Which one? Which game do you want to do first? Um, (laughs) Let's do the Mappa one. Okay. Oh well, well, this isn't really a scam, but um. Mm, Okay, then we can do the the Gonzo one. Okay. Okay. So yeah, uh, apparently uh, Gonzo is getting into the NFT market, and if for the uninitiated, oh, NFT God. stands for non fungible token. But uh, it's basically you're buying like picture uh, pictures of. You're not buying artwork. a picture. You're buying a URL to the picture. Oh yeah. In any case, you're pretty much buying uh, something that you can't physically own, and I would say, and Gonzo is getting into that market, and it's probably not going to do much. They're, they're about a half a year too late for the yeah. NFT market. Yeah. yeah. Well, the yeah. thing is, um, just the NFT market in general, one, it's not regulated at all, so there's a shit ton of scams out there. And even if you buy one, uh, it's probably going to depreciate in value once this NFT bubble bursts again. So, uh, yeah, stay one... far away, and it's really stupid. This I mean, like NFTs NF- are in and of themselves a scam. I mean, it stands for no fucking tangibility. <laughs> <laughs> If you yeah. buy NFTs, hey, I don't feel bad for you if you get scammed out of your money. Honestly, you're yeah, honestly if you buy an NFT, you might as well just be buying money for like a in-game gotcha currency. Because when I first heard yeah, about NFTs, some crystals. it was through like, you know, uh, NBA has their uh, top shot or whatever. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of cool because it's like, yeah, it's like a trading card, except you get like a video. So, so like you got this like digital collection, and I thought that was kind of cool. But then every other NFT I've seen since was like, "Yep, this is a scam." Yeah, or it's stolen artwork. You, you can't like, or, or or you could buy that, or you can just like search for a GIF. Yeah, and yeah. You, you know what? It's, it's you're you basically have the same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. Like the the embarrassing thing about people who buy NFTs is that you're you're really basically bound to the platform in which you buy it from because because you don't actually own the picture you you yep. own the ability to look at that picture on their platform like like because the blockchain doesn't hold pictures it holds data and mm-hmm. and they they just store and the way that a lot of the nft people would do it is just they just put the link on the blockchain your your actual picture isn't there um so so oftentimes you just buy a link and it's like wow you spend how much money to get a link on a platform? Yeah, and then, and and then if this the hard- platform can like take out the picture if it wants, or the hardware could just fail. So essentially, you're basically buying like got like gotcha currency because 
all gotcha games will eventually disappear. And so all the money you invested on into it will eventually go to nothing. I don't believe you. Pr Princess Connect is going to go on forever. <laughs> to be fair, all things like, turn to ash eventually. To be fair, it's like when you uh, play a gotcha game, like you kind of assume that it like um, lasts forever. But but most people aren't like upset when it goes away. It's like you're kind of there for the memories and the experience, right? Yeah. Um, the friends we made along the way. <laughs> the friends we've made, the, the waifus we've gotten along the way. Yeah, or you're just like playing those types of games, like for the the gameplay in general, like kind of like uh, playing yeah, Apex, like, like Apex Legends or something. How many for... game? How many gacha games actually people actually play for the gameplay? Do you play Princess Connect for the gameplay? Hell no, I play Legends yeah, Mobile play... for the gameplay. <laughs> no, you play for Pecorine's giant milkies. <laughs> So so, anyways, I don't think we actually talked about what the Gonzo thing is, but but they're oh, yeah, making uh, <laughs> they're making a samurai cryptos. Uh, so it's this like mixed media project that has a bunch of like Japanese samurais, and they have like a various amount of artists from like Gundam or like Skate and Mazinger Z. So so it's like yeah. Gonzo's a thing. They still apparently exist, and they're now making NFT samurai cryptos. Yeah. So. At least they're not making like uh, one those not, <clears throat> those pinball those sex erotic pinball is it pinball games that Konami are making. Uh, uh pachinko. Yeah, pachinko. So they could be making erotic pachinko games. I mean, oh god, pachinko doesn't have to be erotic. It's just like. They're just I don't like, know, I think it's naturally machine. erotic. It's, 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 it's always very erotic. Uh, that just like blink lights at you, basically. You throw your balls at a hole. I mean... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> God dang it. Yes, when you put it that way. Uh, so, so what's next? Uh, we can do... Uh, we, we said earlier, so we can do the map one next. All right. Sure. Um, so there's kind of two different things going on here. One is kind of a reaction to the other. Um, so... The first one is that there was this report that uh, MAPPA, which is kind of, before this, MAPPA was kind of the studio that it feels like everyone loved. Yeah. Um, they were kind of on a, a, a hot streak for a while there. But there's reports coming out, and I, I think um, Netflix is kind of also involved in this, in that yeah. MAPPA is pay paying their animators extremely low rates, like really, really shockingly low rates to their, to their animators. And it, it kind of blew up uh, anime Twitter to the point that, to the point that um, I guess, this, so this leads into the second thing. One of the, I guess, heads at, at uh, MAPPA um, is, was showing off their kind of new studio complex and how like, they're, gonna, they're trying to make improvements to the workplace in, and kind of making, making like, in a much better environment for them to work. But what they're not saying is they're, <laughs> they haven't said that they're actually going to pay anyone more. Which so yeah. that's kind of the problem. So mm -hmm. so the uh, the article uh, for the the pay rate was like thirty four dollars per cut. So that's like, yeah, draw a fancy amazing piece of art for thirty four dollars. Yeah, and and like given the like insane production values of uh, like stuff like Chainsaw Man, which is like apparently what's going to be done in the fancy new building. It's like, and is it 30, 34 bucks? Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah, could like, you, could you, to give you it, a perspective, like normal like artists on Twitter like charge up to a hundred, like a hundred to like two hundred dollars for a good like print, like a good print portrait or something. Yeah, yeah, like thirty four bucks for like 
a similar piece of artwork and you need to do multiple of it is kind of bullshit. And yeah, they're like, not, like that's like grocery bagger money, man. I mean, that's yeah, ridiculous. and yeah, like aren't um, didn't the article say that the the artists are salaried or contracted, and do they get any extra benefits for actually taking this shitty pay? I mean, what are the chances they're actually salaried? Probably zero. Yeah. They're probably all contractors at the studio, to be honest. Yeah. Um, that's that's kind of the good. thing. Is, is, this, the... Is, is this kind of the, the direction the whole, the whole industry is going? Because they're trying to make as much anime as possible, as cheaply as possible. Yeah. And... Well, this is what the, an the Japanese animation market is going. Apparently, a lot of them are, a lot of Japanese animators are actually getting recruited by Chinese uh animation studios because the chinese uh like chinese studios actually sal have salaried positions and yeah. they pay much better have better much better conditions like in all honesty it's kind of weird that only kyo annie is pretty much doing a good job of taking care of their animators and yeah kyo I annie mean, is, is it, legendary in the industry for taking care of their people until until the industry as a whole decides that like until animators get fed up and like actually start doing something about it until some like group or some you know something happens like, all these studios there's no reason for them not to like the, the, yeah, they they pay for shit but there's always someone who's willing to like take an opportunity right like it's everyone's dream job to to work at an anime studio so so they deal with these bullshit conditions well and then everyone does it so it's a collective failure like it's in everyone's collective best interest to ask for a little bit more, but it's in anyone's individual interest to like deal with it. Yeah, so it's it's a little bit of just a stuck a rock and hard place. It's hard yeah. to deal with and change this, but well, hopefully I'm, pressure can change it. I'm not 100% sure that this model can even continue because I've been reading like reports from like uh, the Canopy effect and even um, some articles from at the Anime News Network that. Literally, animation studios are burning through their like new talent so quickly that they have to recruit animators from like yeah, Twitter. Yeah, but there's a lot of animators, and plus, like like you mentioned, China, Vietnam, all these other countries, they can always if 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 Japanese companies aren't willing to pay, they can always you know offshore. I mean, that's what they do for in betweens. Like, no one wants to do the in betweens because you know they pay like shit. But then maybe they'll they'll offsite like for like keyframes or something, you know. It's the Amazon model, but just for anime. Yeah. Which um, is terrible. The, the most gut-punching thing about this is it's MAPPA. Because MAPPA used to be like Madhouse, right? So, so it was a bunch of guys from Madhouse who were fed up with the way Madhouse was treating their people. They wanted more like freedom and they wanted, you know, um, they wanted to be treated better. So they made MAPPA. And now those guys left, and now MAP has turned into this hellscape that's even worse than Madhouse. Like, yeah. God. Mm. It's, it's a little bit of just a losing situation in general, and it's really frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I, I guess, it's, it's on, the, on the flip side, it's good to see that Kyoto Animation is back with Bay Dragon this season, that, that they're back and they can do things, because they're, they're one of the, like, probably the only one at this point that actually pays their people well and takes care of them. Yeah, yeah. You don't you Trevor, don't, you Trevor don't, you, Trigger takes care of their people pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But, but it, it's definitely a minor like a minority and and Kyoani is like the shining example for everyone, like yeah. a model to follow. So so even after the tragedy, uh, hopefully we can like hopefully they'll 
And, and based off of the first episode of May, of May Dragon, it's it's they're 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 back on their feet. It feels like. Yep. yep. So uh, we do have one more news story, um, and and it, it does unfortunately involve anime studios. Um, if if Rack, if you want to take it away. Well, uh, everyone's favorite uh, ridiculous studio UFO, UFO table or UFO table. I've never been hundred percent sure how to pronounce it. I'm pretty sure it's UFO table. Yeah. UFO Table, Masters yeah. of uh, Fate Zero and uh, Demon Slayer, including Mugen Train, which was incredible, for the record. Uh, they're, they're in a lot of trouble. Not for mistreating their workers, but for not paying the government what the government will seize from you by force, because taxation is theft. And uh, they're in, <laughs> they got in trouble for uh, basically tax evasion. The Tokyo Public Prosecutor's Office... Formerly indicted both the studio and its president, Hikaru Kondo, for not paying about 1.24 million in American money, uh, or 137 million yen in taxes, which is bad. The Very officer, bad. There, there's an old report that he hid. 30, the president heard, uh, hid millions of yen in a safe in his house, which is never that's, a good sign. That's my oh, favorite brother. part of the whole story: is that he, he saved, or he he stored some of the, the money in a private safe, like. Motherfucker, like, this is this, this, this in, in a safe, like an actual safe. The, this isn't the 1900s. There's a paper trail always, my dude. Yeah, in, in, in like the Caymans or something, you put it in the safe. You, you can't hide, you can't physically hide it anymore. You gotta like, you, you gotta be more professional about your fraud. You gotta like, you gotta, yeah, just put it in the Cayman Islands. Get some, get some uh, for, foreign banks involved and just paper trail it I, up I my company dude. in ireland and have a shell company where all the yes. taxes go through yeah yeah shell mm. companies cayman islands put say that sure ufo table is they work in japan but they're actually a company incorporated in luxembourg <laughs> <laughs> yeah like you're... this guy just took money and hid it in the safe so like not only is he a tax dodger he's like not good at it yeah yeah you're you're a ceo you should you should already have people on on staff that are hiding things for you, and and this isn't the first time we've heard about ufotable and tax evasion. Yeah. So so it's it's even more like I, they found more dirt on him. So that's that's pretty bad news. I mean, the worst mm-hmm. report, although it was never confirmed, was that they had misappropriated funds from an earthquake charity auction. Like if that was true, then he deserves it. Oh Jesus! In stocks. Yeah. yeah. Also, he's probably gonna just end up taking taking a plea deal and then paying paying up a bunch of stuff and then going to jail for like a couple months. Well, yeah, for, for the record, the the studio says that they've re- c- c- filed a corrected tax return and paid the appropriate amount. So that is their official statement. Yes. But the uh, founder is probably going to go to jail for a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, the pres- all this stuff starts from the top, right? Uh-huh. So, so once the president, may- hopefully they get someone in who doesn't enjoy tax fraud as much, much as the president, but... Um, We'll have or is at least better at it. Yeah, or at least is better at it. <laughs> so it's basically, kind of the entire industry is just riddled with thieves. Yeah, yeah. It's like like yeah. not a great week for for the anime stu- like uh, industry. We get scams in America, scams for tax avoidance, and then just like people being shitty. Yeah, yeah. The the best news this week is is about NFTs. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> not not a good sign. Well, if you're me and Ray. Uh, there's other news that is uh, very good. Yeah, but... there's a lot. I had to leave <laughs> some out. Um, yeah. But there's like this Kickstarter that Pisa, if you want to briefly go over it, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So apparently there's like, well, this isn't really 
um, there, it's not specifically Kickstarter, but it's like a different kind of Kickstarted starter website. But essentially, uh, the currently airing uh, Spirit Cro- uh, currently animate uh, currently airing anime Spirit Chronicles is actually hitting hosting a Kickstarter to. And what is this Kickstarter for? It's for uh, funding the anime. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I feel like you should do that first. Currently airing anime. Yes. So I think there might be some financial. Yeah. So I think there might be some financial troubles, but they were the article was pretty vague about what these funds were actually for. Is like building, like promoting the anime or building the audience. But yeah, just something. Yeah, this this hasn't happened before, and it doesn't. Yeah, this hasn't happened before, and it doesn't like look good. Not a good sign. Not a good yeah. sign at all. Anime, anime uh, is is catching on fire. Hopefully, it'll get better. Hey, boss, you know that show we're making? Yeah, hey, we we don't seem to have any money. Oh, oh <laughs> shit! I knew I forgot something. <laughs> <laughs> What's that meme? It's like I feel like I'm forgetting something. If you forgot about it, it probably wasn't important. And then the guy's <laughs> like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you're probably right." And then. <laughs> The last panel is like a kid standing in a playground waiting for the uh, guy who forgot about him. Oh, God. I mean, what's weird is like the first episode of that, like you can't tell. It looks fine. Yeah. It hasn't even broken down to like spider isekai levels yet. I was going to say, don't, don't don't say anything yet. Spider isekai started out okay. And then... that, 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 that spider isekai story is incredible. I, I do believe we should talk about it a little bit. Like, like. They it's a good story and good it. characters and good dialogue and like, god awful animation. For the last few episodes, they outsourced the anime, and then the outsourcer company didn't like finish it, so they had to rush to do it themselves. It was very <laughs> bad, very yeah. very bad. The three D CG was woof. Yeah, not I, great. I really love Spider, but but the, the anime is animation. Uh, it was the and it's the worst part for that too because there's all this supposed to be this huge epic battle scenes and from two different points in history and we're getting like the same fucking model like roughly banging against each other. I mean it's not uh what was the name of that that we did last season or a couple seasons ago that was barely finished that was CG. Uh, oh, arms or something. Yeah. Oh, X arm. Yeah. X arm. Yeah, it was an X arm. Like it didn't look like weird puppets. But it was still pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. Real shame. But but the source material is still good. You could still enjoy the anime. Even. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. That's the thing is I was still loving it because the characters yeah. are still awesome. Uh-huh. It's, 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 a, it's a plus to the show that I still like. Even I was like, this is fucking awful. But you know what? I'm, st- I'm still going to keep watching because I'm, I'm still interested. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Should we move so, on? So that was news for, for the week. Um, so we are going to the question of the week. Um, since we actually have quite a bit of sports people, Anite has like our our sports chat is one of the most popular and like frequently talked in chats in the uh, in the Discord. So we figured, hey, why not talk about it? So the question of the week is: What sport, game, or competition would you like to see get an anime? Or like, what what sport hasn't been done well? Or that you'd like to see. So uh, we were kind of talking about this before we started the podcast, and we were joking like we'd like to see a bunch of esports make uh, become an anime. But I just had a thought that I essentially want to see uh, 
an anime for SSX Tricky because that is totally like everything Ooh. you can do in that game is so anime. Like holy moly! If you're gonna do that, you have to also do Tony Hawk Pro Skater, right? Yeah, fair enough. Well, we got skate, skate, uh, skate last season. We did. So there's your that Tony Hawk like Pro tricky. Skater. This is like tricky. That is a good one. I hadn't even thought about that, but that would be if if they could pull it off, that would be fucking awesome to watch. Yeah, like all the it's already crazy over the top. The character designs are already there, and oh, it could all, just you, be so all you gotta do is, is get. Uh... Uh, run DMC to license you the song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I that. I'd watch yeah. that anime. Yeah, like, it's so interesting because, like, the tricks are there, and then there's also, like, the violent aspect where you could just, like, punch people and gain, like, instant tricky meter. So there could also be, like, combat, and then if you want to go even over the top, you could give everybody stands. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you could, you could do races, and you could do, like, you can even have like the like the end of the show is like the big uh like downhill or whatever competition uh yeah. and just like yeah that would be awesome i'd be down oh dude the big the final arc would be a full like a full mountain race where oh, they start yeah. at the summit and you get to revisit all the different places they're racing at the beginning it'd be awesome Fuck! I want to. I, I need to break out, break break that back out again. That because that game, I, I think SSX. I think it was three where yeah. you there were there were, uh, there were three mountains, and yeah, at yeah. the end you had to go through all three of them. That was like that was a half hour of just just the best time ever. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh my god! So that's Pisa's. Wreck. Uh-huh. Um, do you want to continue on? Uh, I got two answers for this. Uh, one for one that's never gotten it, and one for that's never gotten it done well. Yeah. Uh, first one, curling. I don't understand why can't we get a curling anime? Curling, curling is is a sport, you know, or competition if you want to be you know a, you know jerk about it. That <laughs> if someone took it up out of nowhere and became good at it, that'd be a lot more believable than someone becoming a, the world's best water polo player in their third year of high school. You know the reason though is because it's only really popular in like Nordic countries. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But like, there's you know plenty of sports that you know become more popular when they get some kind of exposure. Yeah, yeah. Like I had never even heard of handball until I saw it on the Olympics. They they actually showed it on TV, and I thought this fucking sport is great. I love handball. Mm -hmm. No, and and like some of the the Asian countries are are getting into it too. I I want to say like South Korea did really well at curling. That the last Olymp- Winter Olympics, but I, mm-hmm. I don't, I, I don't know if they got the gold or if they just medaled. But they're de- they're definitely getting more into it. Yeah, see, I and think curling would, would work really well for an anime, right? Yeah, I would be. I, I agree. Yeah, uh, though then, though I do feel like um, because Monkey Paw Curl, they'd probably do a cute girl, cute thing of it. Which, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, all a bunch of mo mo girls. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which, which would really be a shame. I don't understand why we get so many of those. Why would that? Why would? Why would that be a shame? No, I mean, because like it's, it's it could work speak. though. I mean, that, I mean seriously, because yeah. it, it could work though. Because curling is one of those sports where being a male doesn't give you any kind of advantage. Like there's yeah. no strength or speed advantage necessarily. The other thing, the, the the one that I want to see someone do a good anime of, because every previous attempt has failed, is rugby. 
Rugby oh, is perfect yeah. for anime, and uh, uh, there's at least three that I know of, and all three of them sucked. What are they? I don't remember any rugby. Well, no. The last one was called All Out, and it was awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 isn't I there also the Try Nights or something? Yeah, Try Nights, which I had a lot of hope for, and it also sucked. Which one was the one where the, it, it, like, the main thing was the kid was like super small? The sumo yeah. one. Oh, was that sumo? Oh, never mind. That was the sumo it. one. Yeah, that one. Are you sure it wasn't like the basketball one where the creator got pissy out there? That was that was another one where like, oh yeah, he's super one. And small. then there's also the short kid in the volleyball one. That's a it's a kind of it's, it's that's one of the problems with sports anime is you get the same tropes over and over again. The short guy, the guy who left the sport because he got hurt or something bad happened, he comes back, whatever. Yeah. But rugby is a you know flawless you know thing for an anime. You know how physical it is. You know. How complicated it is! You could spend episodes just explaining the fucking rules, and every time they've done it, it sucked, and it's really bothered me. So, like one good rug, just one. Give me one good rugby anime. Yeah, um, I guess I'd like also to add on to that. I'd like to see like a better football anime, but American football, Japanese will never really get it. So, whatever. Well, I showed what I showed twenty one wasn't that bad. That much. Uh, it, I mean, really it wasn't don't... great, but it was okay. I yeah. really did not like I Shield. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. I mean, I, I can acknowledge that the manga looked good, but I mean, you're right that like American football just doesn't have the like the footprint in Japan. Yeah, yeah. I think I. I I'll go with mine because I, as it ties into like the, these. I really the the sports anime that I struggle with a lot are the ones that like I have a lot of real life knowledge about the the stuff. So yeah, you know, like football I, and basketball anime, soccer anime. Like it, they really bother me because like if they get things wrong, it makes me mad. Yeah, and it, it ties into like a show. A King, sport, can, I, can I like tangent here for a sec? Yeah. Um, so there's a soccer anime, I mean, manga that's currently running and it's getting pretty popular. It's called uh, Blue Walk. Um, mm. I, I, never think I think you'd like it quite a bit. It, it's pretty good, except I think, like, the, what annoys me the most about Blue Walk is that, like, um, the character is supposed to be, like, like, the smart character, but then it eventually just ends up him talking about positioning all the time, um, which is kind of annoying. But yeah, um, it's... But I think you'd like that. Well, we'll we'll see, but it's also these these shows like it's impossible to really animate like things like soccer and football like really really well because yeah. it would just be too much. So it's watching it in real life is still kind of like the gold standard of watching anything to do with these sports, and it kind of ties into what I would have I would say before this season is is water polo. Um, but I am specifically not watching the water. I, I played water polo throughout middle school and high school. So you would think that the, the water polo anime, the season, I think it's, it's something main remain. Yeah, um, I was going to yeah. ask you if you're watching it, you, you would, you would normally expect me to be like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm watching that show, but I'm specifically not watching remain because I know that the second they, they try to tell me something that I know is blatantly not true about water polo. I'm just going to, I'm just going to get so, so mad at it. So, so basically I'm, you're like deal with a running anime. Yeah. <laughs> but I was, I was wondering if you, if you guys ever have kind of that, uh, if you ever feel that way about, about an, like certain anime. Oh yeah. Don't yeah. get if me started on the Prince of Tennis. Yeah, yeah. If it hits a topic that you're personally invested in and you're like, like I, that's one of the reasons I don't like wrestling animes because they never do it right. Yeah. 
it never like like I don't want a wrestling anime where the treats like it wrestling like it's real, you know, as far as like a competition. That always bothers me. Like sometimes like Tiger Mask it can be pretty funny, but like no one ever does it right. Yeah. So I, I so I I know that the second that they do something or they try to tell me that something that I know is just not believable, I, I'm I'll rage quit. But I, my the the real answer that I want to put for this um, is golf. I think a golf oh, anime oh, yeah. would be oh. really cool. Yes. Uh, oh come on, no no that's perfect. Why I would guess. you? Because you just kind of need to, you just need to, you need to figure out the courses, and you know, there's already inherent drama. If like if you miss hit, or and you can have a bunch of different people who are good at different things. So it's it, you kind of can already have like a, a full cast of characters. You can have all yeah, like yeah, you I can see have it. the courses it, and stuff. My, my golf haterade is just kicking in. No, I no, would, it's like inherent drama. It wouldn't be hard to animate compared no, to things like uh, our my only sports. The only golf anime I would really be interested in if. If they like turn Mario Golf into an anime, because right, they could they could go yeah. realistic or they could do it Mario Golf style. Like, it, it's, or for ping pong. Yeah, it would be. I think oh, it yeah, would be really just, cool. What about miniature golf? The anime. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be enjoyable. Yeah, it definitely would be like. But like that would have to be like a cucumber and cute things. Yeah. yeah, it would be like a club show. But what? But hey, yeah. I, I'll be there for it. Or they yeah, could do it. something like this. Like the they could do something like with the lore of like Super Pena Golf, where basically golfing is like a ritual, and you hit like mystical balls into the holes and stuff. And then there could just be this evil one demon golfer who like is trying to mess up the ritual or whatever. The demon lord of golf. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you could make it like just realistic and make it very competitive, or you could just go silly and super and just be really, really just have a lot of fun with it. I don't. I, there's a lot of golf has, I think it, it's it, like, like Rex said, it's really easy to animate too. So you kind of just need to like figure out backgrounds and stuff. And yeah, I think with, yeah, with golf the, um, is super popular in Japan. So I'm su- kind of surprised that I can't think of any golf anime. Yeah, I actually, I remember uh, like a while ago, to I actually fair, like, a lot of sports anime, anime you kind of really... like fly under the radar. That's true. But like, I think I read it. I can I can think of an anime for dozens of sports. I can't think of a golf one. I don't know if they've ever done one. You know, we had we had um. I get is his name Matsuyama who won the Masters this year. So yeah, maybe hopefully we can get something. Uh huh. Because I, th- so, I yeah, think golf that one is, is very popular in Japan. It exploded in the eighties. Um, How popular is it versus like baseball? Well, no, well, it's not nearly no. as popular as baseball. <laughs> yeah. Baseball is a flawless sport for an anime, though. Yeah, mm. it really is. Because it, it, it has, I've talked about it before on, on this pod, but it has like distinct moments where you, all you, you can build up the tension in between pitches and stuff. And it's golf, you can do kind of the same thing. Between every shot, you can build up tension and go I through people's minds. I think the with golf is going to be like the early half of the show where like, you know, um, the character's trying to get good at it. Like, because, because of all the sports, golf is one of the most like personal, right? Like, like. Getting good yeah, at yeah, there's no, it's all you. So yeah, like every no one's swing is the same as everybody else's. Like every, no one has the exact same mechanics. You know, there's a million yeah. different ways to play golf. Yeah. Um. So so I don't think I've actually said mine. Um. I'd actually really like. It, it's not a sport. Uh. It's more like general competition. But I'd really like to see like a speed running focused anime. Like we've already had so many like video game focused ones, and I think esports in general. I'm surprised we haven't seen a lot because like, I think eventually esport anime will 
like anime is like a really great medium to like convey video games in general but like summoning salt and like other like um other speed running like kind of videos and channels already do a really great job of like building the tension and history of a, like a speed running for a specific game so like a speed run like any kind of speed running anime i think would be extremely engaging especially because there's already so much like video game relations in anime yeah and uh, i think though conceptually it wouldn't be too hard to sort like shift to like a speed running like anime format like we already have a bunch of like isekais and a bunch of like video game like vr um type yeah. of animes where mm-hmm. you already they already have like an idea of like a hud for a game and how that could actually play out yeah like heck they could even like make a league of legends anime where they can have people in the game but also have like the interpersonal drama between like the team members and stuff yeah anime is particularly great at representing video games versus other mediums anything digital right because it's not a real world and mm-hmm. uh so so i think I think unfortunately, really... unfortunately, we can't really say the same thing about anime, uh, anime about uh, 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 video game anime specifically. Yeah, yeah video games True. of anime, uh, of video, of games, video usually games usually don't do so great. Yeah, like this season, Scarlet Nexus is not good. Rip, yep, very big. In fact, let me try. Can I think of a video game anime adaptation that was good? No. <laughs> I, i'm trying to think well there's, god there's eater was kind the, of interesting there's the gotcha ones by uh whatever. yeah yeah that's the Psy one games. company that does it is Psy Games. Yeah. like because princess connect was fantastic in the first season uma musume of, uh, yeah i'm surprised you guys aren't gushing about uma musume already uh, did, well, you, what you, <laughs> you, you get going and he'll he'll talk about <laughs> uma musume for an hour bugsy and luigi yeah oh yeah Horse that's all they talk baby. about damn japanese racehorses <laughs> Did you know that it follows the real stories? Of, yes, we do. We do, guys. <laughs> it's so fucking good, you guys. Anyway. Oh, Rage of Bahamut. That was the one I was thinking. Rage yeah, of Bahamut. Yeah. The first season, at least. But yes. those are, like, specifically, like, gotcha. So, Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I, think, I feel like they're different. about the Grand Blue anime? <laughs> I, I, I like I the Grand Blue forward, anime. I look I haven't forward to it. the Apex arc when, when Kaguya gets to it. Hopefully they do that well. I can't wait till the co- they get to the VTuber arc, where God, uh, Ka- is it Kageyama? No, not Kageyama. One of the main characters' dad quits his job and become he becomes a VTuber. It's hilarious. Like you do, yeah. And what does your dad his... do? Oh, he's a VTuber. <laughs> and then his sister gets fucking like... career day. You just walk up to the to the front of the room and like open a laptop. Oh uh, god! And I just remember seeing like a like a panel on Reddit where basically what the main guy's sister essentially walks in on uh, her dad's stream, and then the super chats just start raining down, and she can't handle it. It was hilarious. Let's 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 bring this all full circle. Going back to uh, coming out to your parents that you're a, a VTuber simp, and your dad <laughs> your dad comes up to you, gives you a hug, and is like, uh, "Son, I am that VTuber." Oh Jesus. <laughs> I'm just waiting oh, for the. I'm a sim for, I'm a sim for Kara. Son. I'm just waiting for I the. Show you I'm just waiting for the series. Uh, my dad is the queen of VTubers. To yeah, get an anime. yeah, that's that that's gonna be an, that's needs an to get it. That's gonna be an anime. My my dad is a VTuber. <laughs> she, no, it's he already a manga. VTuber. It's a manga. Yeah. We're already halfway there. Yeah. Oh god. Okay. Yeah, he isn't just a VTuber. He's the queen of all VTubers. 
He's like the uh, Kituna AI of YouTubers. It's hilarious. It's oh, really Jesus. This is like a good note to wrap up on. Yes. Yep. So, so this was Annie Tay's podcast, season six, episode eleven of uh, YouTuber Sims or other things. Uh, for we have simped. <laughs> if you enjoyed this podcast, feel free to uh, like. Uh, rate us on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you can get normal podcasts from. And definitely make sure to read our website. Uh, this has been the Anita Podcast. And uh, have a great day. Bye. Bye. Bye.